Solution in the Universe, the show where we discuss every solution in the universe from beer to lesbians. <laughs> oh, yeah. With over 3.5 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of solutions. I'm Maddox with me as Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Welcome back. That's a great intro. That is, those are the solutions. Those should be on top. I would sacrifice even my own nuclear fucking power solution to see beer and lesbians be on the top of the list. I'd sacrifice a child to see those on the list. You already got that on the list. Any abortion? Abortion. That's right. <laughs> abortion. That's an abortion of an intro. How about that? Um, Dick. Who won? Nobody won as usual. But not, there's not even winners on this show. No shit. Satellites. Oh yeah. Satellites Big from surprise. last. So the last bonus episode. The problem. <laughs> excuse me. The solutions we brought in were satellites. The superhero pose. Yeah. Temperance, which was also moderation, but some people were confused. And then Ronald Reagan, your uh, your midstream switch. Yeah, because you pulled shenanigans during no, that episode. Wasn't shenan- you told me to bring in GPS, even though I oh. said I'm not if you're bringing in satellites, because I don't want to talk about the same shit for a half hour. I wouldn't have brought in satellites if you didn't bring in GPS. What do you mean? Well, I, I heard you, you said you told me you were to bring in GPS, and I thought, well, I'll bring in satellites. Yeah, why would you do that? Because you're a shady fuck. <laughs> to be a dick, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know what, Dick? We're talking about solutions, and I think GPS is a fine solution. It yeah. really is. Uh-huh. Got, uh, got totally trounced. Ronald Reagan got I totally I even got trounced. some hate mail on Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's uh, hear it. Butt Sanchez sent me some hate mail for Ronald Reagan. Butt Sanchez, he's, he's your he's <laughs> I your know. Other... <laughs> he's my number one fan. Yeah, he's your guy. You give him life advice. Bad he life advice. He sent me some hate mail. Like, yeah. He got real pissed off about Ronald Reagan. Uh, you believe all drugs should be legal. You have a positive view on drugs, which is awesome, and I agree with you. And I can build a very strong case for why drugs have made me a better person. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm sure he can build a real solid, bulletproof case on how drugs have improved his life. Uh, if you ask me, Maddox could sure use an eighth of some uh, psilocybin mushrooms. I must. I've never. That must be the psychedelic. What is he kind. a fucking scientist all of a sudden? You know, drug drug people are usually they have a lot of scientific knowledge about like that one part of yeah. science. Uh-huh. Um, but then you go and suck Ronald Reagan's dick. Literally, the guy who spearheaded the war on drugs. Dick, you're full of shit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, you, Ronald Reagan. Which I think in another episode, Dick, you acknowledged that Ronald Reagan caused irreparable harm to this country. With his war on drugs. Oh, I don't... Sure, people's lives are ruined because of the war on drugs, absolutely. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. I am glad that... I, I'm glad that... Um, well, I will say on this show, I hope no politician is ever in the positives as a solution. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I love Ronald Reagan, but just because it's like a conservative, like, fantasy. Yeah. Like, he, like, represents a, a conservative um, uh, politician that you can, like... That doesn't embarrass you with everything he says, Ooh. right? Well, okay, he was a good speaker, right? Exactly, yeah. and th- and th- that's all it comes down to, really, in politics. It's not like you don't you you're not waiting for him to fuck up, and that's the that's like the imaginary you know abstraction that Ronald Reagan is to conservatives. I think, Dick, I hope that a politician does make the list, and that politician is Teddy Roosevelt. I thought you were going to say Donald Trump. Don- <laughs> Donald Trump. Got another voicemail about Reagan. Yeah. I mean, before I play, it, it was obvious that I brought in Ronald Reagan after the GPS uh, fiasco, right? That was obvious to you, at least. That 
that I brought in Ronald Reagan because of the GPS satellite no, shenanigans. you changed your your solution to right. Ronald Reagan. Right, yeah. that was obvious to you, yeah. right? Okay. Well, of course. And, and I think anybody, the listeners, anyone listening. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Gentlemen, this is former President Ronald Reagan. Oh, great. Well, uh, <laughs> Dick, I wanted to thank you sincerely for filleting my genitals like a hungry calf desperate to receive sweet nourishment from its mother's teeth. Your zealous fervent emanation problem of bad blowjobs is appreciated uh-huh. not just by me, but all of your fellow Americans. This is what heaven sounds Dick, like. I was overwhelmed with a feeling of great patriotism when you sucked my American load down your proud American throat. Yeah, all right. But <laughs> Thank you, Ronald Reagan. It is with much hesitation that I submit to the tradition established in this show, but I must join the ranks of presidents who have told Dick to go fuck yourself. Okay, <laughs> terrific. Exactly. Terrific. Go fuck yourself. Good. Wow. I'm Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and this is how I talk. <laughs> Man, I didn't know that was Classic Ronald Reagan, Reagan until, until the, the end. end. Yeah, yeah until no, the I end. Know. You know, uh, Dick, so I've been doing a Twitch stream, and some people have joined the chat, and they say they're presidents in the, in the Twitch stream, and uh-huh. one of them was uh, Martin Van Buren. Oh, and, number eight. Yeah, number eight. Yeah. He said... He said, hey, this is uh, Martin Van Buren. This is how I type. (laughs) (laughs) Doubt it. Since uh, I don't even think they had typewriters back then, did they? I don't know. That's why everyone's handwriting looked cool as shit back then, because they they had to learn calligraphy and all that fancy, what is it, cursive? I don't know. I don't know. Is it cursive? Do they they don't teach cursive anymore in schools? Well, I I think it also has to do with like the the pen, like a fountain pen. You can't yeah. write quickly with a fountain pen or else it's like nails on a chalkboard. Like it just fucks up when you write with it. Oh yeah, it just scratch is it rips right through the paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a t- it's like fr- trying to write with a tattoo gun. <laughs> I know, I have a lot of experience with that. I got a comment from Sarah Hoffman. She says, in those comic strips, so I posted comic strips last time, your yeah. dick in a box comic strips. Where the punchline was basically really like I don't know if you would, if you know that, but it was me saying something. It was it was the setup, and then me saying something. And the punchline, the third frame, was a guy going giving me a weird look. The guy, the the look on the judge's face was like, "You're an idiot." Really? No. It was like really. That's, it was basically that's the, see, really. That's your mind writing the the punchline to that, and that's where your mind went. Yeah. Buddy. Don't make me write the punchline. Yeah. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. You know what? The punchline is obvious to everyone else, Dick. You're just projecting. You're really joke there. Anyway. So I wrote these, uh, I made these uh, Dick in the Box, uh, Dick in a Box comics, uh-huh. and Sarah Hoffman says, in those comic strips, it looks like Dick's left hand got cut off with a lightsaber, and then Andrew John Nguyen Opolowski says, actually, it was a box cutter. Oh, that was pretty funny. Oh, Very Jesus appropriate. Yeah, box cutter. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, you got more? Yeah, I got a comment from Matt right. Tomasi. He says, Reagan, the president who started trickle-down <laughs> economics, the yeah. drug war, lowered taxes yeah. but inevitably had to raise them. Nice solution, yeah, well, dick. Know. Retard. He says, you're just like every other dipshit who supports Reagan. Impressionist idiots wooed by conservatives who prop him up as a god. Oh, my goodness. We should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan. And not to even mention the Contra affair. Oh, who cares? Oh, my gosh. Who, who cares? You know what? I care because Contra is one of my favorite games. And for a brief time in the 80s, it was overshadowed by the Contra scandal. Yeah, if it was, if Contra was out today, like, you know how they're kicking the... Um, the Confederate flag. All Confederate flag games are now like banned from iTunes and video games. Yeah, Contra would be gone. They'd have to rename it to like mm. Machine Gun Guys, Machine, Machine Gun Brothers. 
Still, still probably. Just I got fun. one more email. This one's pretty cool from uh, Upton Rang. Accolades yeah. are in order. He says, "I'm keeping this short, as I hope Dick will read this, lest it be disregarded by Maddox." Uh, tip number one: When trying to make your email short, don't tell me you're making it short. Just make it short. The following attachment will be published in the prestigious JOV Volume Double X in the third quarter of 2015. I'm happy to announce it is direct proof of Maddox's logical infidelities as a direct result from bonus episode nine. Okay. It's a, this is a real, you want to see it? What is this? This is a real paper. This is a scientific paper. It's formatted and typed like a real scientific paper. I don't know if that means that it is. I assume that it is. Okay, it says set theoretic constructions, supersets, and degenerate metrics for solutions in, is that mu sub, subscript S? Yeah. Okay, and is he trying to say U.S.? I don't know what all all spaces. Okay, so here's his. It's a it's a full on three page academic paper, and in it he covers. Here's his main points. Dick claims GPS is a solution. Maddox claims satellite is a better solution since it's a superset. Bigger. Okay. Dick claims things that fly in space is a better solution since it is a superset. Uh, Maddox claims that physical things is a better solution than the super. It's very mathy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't understand it. What is this for real? Is this this a, is a real paper? This guy not fucking around. Like, what, has this been published? That's what he J-O-V. says. It's Hold the on, JOV. The JOV. That sounds like one of those pay for print, pay for publication services, which a lot of really shady fly by night scientists publish their papers in it. It's not peer reviewed. This paper is not peer reviewed. This paper wouldn't stand it's, up to muster. It's the Journal of Versimilitude. Versimilitude. That sounds true. Yeah, that yeah. sounds made up. Garbage. Garbage journal, garbage fans. Well, I'm going to put it on the site so you can read uh, Dr. Upton Rang's PhD. He's a PhD. Dr. Upton Rang? Yeah. You know what that spells? You rang. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Oh, well, I don't know. Trey's still out on that one. Yeah. Uh, you got a solution? You want to yeah, go first? I do have a solution, Dick. I have possibly the biggest solution in the universe. Editing. Free birth control, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Free, free birth control. All That's right. a real solution. All right. Yeah. This is from the it New is. York Times, Dick. They asked that they posited the following question. If teenagers and poor women were offered free intrauterine devices and implants that prevent pregnancy for years, state officials asked, would those women choose them? They did in a big way, according to the New York Times. And the results were startling. The birth rate among teenagers across the state plunged by 40% from 2009 to 2013, while the rate of abortions fell by 42%, according to the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. There was a similar decline in births for another group particularly vulnerable to unplanned pregnancies, unmarried women under the age 25 who have not finished high school. So less teen pregnancies? Less teen pregnancies and less abortion. So people who are abortion, anti-abortion, right? Yeah. They should start supporting free birth control. Yeah, I because don't know that why reduces it's not free. Yeah, birth control? It seems like crazy that that's not free. Like that's the last thing we want is more people. <laughs> Well, right? no, we want more good people. Uh, we want more responsible parents who are able to do a good job raising their kids. You know what, uh, Dick? Yeah, but you can't look at all that. Like, you can't analyze it and decide it. You don't have that ability. Nobody has that ability. So let's just say less people. Like, if you don't want a baby, uh, here, we'll let you not have one. Yeah, well, but the dumb ones always want the babies. Apparently yeah. oh, not, it'll though. Us, it'll bring us closer together. But look at this study. It's saying that these chicks are lining up to get free birth control. 
Well, it's not that they're necessarily dumb. They've not finished high school, maybe uneducated. Uneducated and dumb are two different things. And also, poor people. Usually the same. Come on. No, they're saying, they're saying, so this, the article goes on, it says, the changes were particularly pronounced in the poorest areas of the state, like Wallensburg, a small city in southern Colorado, yeah. where jobs are scarce and many young women have unplanned pregnancies. Taking advantage of the free program, Hope Martinez, a 20-year-old nursing home receptionist here, recently had a small rod implanted under her skin of her upper arm to prevent pregnancy for three years. Huh. So, Dick, you had a problem with condoms a long time ago. Well, you brought I, it in. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a problem with condoms. That's, no, that's not true. I They're would rather awful. use a condom than risk uh, risk pregnancy. Uh, if I if I really thought, you know, well, if I really thought there was a there was a chance. Mm-hmm. That uh, the girl might ride me buck wild and not let me pull out, which can happen. <laughs> what are you, thunder thighs? Is if it, I, you're banging thunder thighs. Yeah. Are you banging Lucy Lawless? Haven't you seen that James Bond villain? The uh, the Famke Jansen. Yeah, yeah, that's name? the one. Yeah, that, she, she, could, she could rip your dick off if you're not careful. <laughs> that's right, Sean. She could rip your dick off. You watch it, buddy. Get your dick ripped off in some woman's snatch. And she could crush you with her power legs, with her thunder thighs. Yeah, How do you man. keep it up with all these thoughts going around in your mind? <laughs> I'm getting your dick ripped off in James Bond. Man, I'd get the biggest boner permanently. <sighs> Having my dick ripped off in, <laughs> in some thunder thigh woman. I'm like, oh, man, that's so hot. All right. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, no, but condoms aren't necessarily the free birth control they're offering here. It's intrauterine devices. Yeah. So that's so you that's can't a, fuck it up. No, and it's also good for three years. Um, the you know if I had to play devil's advocate here, I would say that the only downside I see to this is potentially more people having unprotected sex, which could spurn a rise of STDs. However, that's a much lower healthcare cost than a child raised without both parents or a child raised in a in a poor environment because the mother would have to go like if a single mom had to raise her child. Yeah, it's she, fucked. She may have to work. Some some single, single moms have to work two part-time jobs or a full-time job and a part-time job just to make ends meet, and they're not able to stay home and supervise their children. Their children get into all sorts of stuff. In fact, Dick, here are the problems that this solves, that free birth control solves. It reduces abortions, as we mentioned, right? That's mm-hmm. a huge – That's a, that should be a huge plus. Christian, The Christian right should be pounding down the doors. They should be petitioning uh, D.C., Congress to make this a federal mandate. I you think, know, yeah, priests, if they would just say, "Hey, everybody, calm down with birth control. It's good. Go do it. God yeah. invented it. Use it." Yeah, you know, the Catholic Church gets a lot of flack because the official stance of the Catholic Church is that uh, they're opposed to condoms because it's some form of uh, oh, birth control. Right? So weird. Yeah, but, yeah. The, you know, the, the Catholic Church is also opposed to murder and stealing and adultery and all these other things that people still do. And, and they're saying that Africa is really suffering because of the Catholic Church, uh, because of their stance on, abor- uh, on birth control. But here's the thing. People fuck all the time anyway, regardless of what the church says. People still kill. Yeah. People still drink. People still steal. They do all these things despite what the church says. I mean, their guidelines are only going to influence people so far. I agree they should definitely change their guidelines. But come on, you can only impugn them so much for that because people are going to still fuck anyway. Ch- look at look at uh, uh, look at Africa. Uh, you know, mostly I think they're mostly Christian and they're still fucking like crazy. I have no idea. It reduces STD rates, right? That uh, the free birth control. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's condoms, I guess it reduces prison. It's not though. It's how you. It's intra- intra- intrauterine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. IUDs. 
But uh, I, I mean, I'm just saying in general, if they made condoms also more readily available, that could reduce STD rates. Um, it reduces prison populations, right? So, because kids from single mother families are 20% more likely to end up in prison. This is from villagevoice.com. 20%, hmm. yeah. You have a one in five chance of going to prison if, you're, if you come from a single parent household. Wait a minute. 20, 20% of prisoners come from a single parent, or you're 20% more likely to go to prison? That's a big difference. This study says 20% more likely. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, to, uh, to end up in prison. Uh, coming from a single mother family. Uh, that's from villagevoice.com. It also reduces runaway populations as kids. You're 32% more likely to run away from home if you come from a single mother household. You're 14% less likely to commit rape, according to these statistics. I don't know how they figured that one out. You're 10% less likely. I guess they look at uh, rape. People have been convicted of rape yeah. and then find out whether or not sure. they grew up in single household or uh, double parent households. You're 14, excuse me, you're 10% less likely to abuse chemical substances. Mm -hmm. That's pretty big. You're 10% less likely to commit suicide. And you're 9% less likely to drop out of high school. So the suicide one specifically, you know, a lot of people who are gun control advocates say, well, there's 33,000 deaths by guns every year. Half of them are suicides. More than that, two-thirds. Two-thirds? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So you could reduce that rate by 10%. With free birth control, potentially. Uh-huh. Because these kids who are growing up in single household families, yeah. if they weren't born, uh, that would reduce the suicide by Seems 10%. like it'd be pretty cheap, too. Yeah. To just pay for these dumb IUDs or whatever it is. Yeah, it, uh, the net effect here is, I think, wholly positive for society. Colorado. They got all the good initiatives. Trailblazing. They're trailblazing. They're the blazing like crazy in, Col- in Colorado. So can we, do th- can we do, instead of free birth control, can we do pay birth control? Like uh, you know what? We'll give you. I'll give you a thousand bucks if you put one of these IUDs in. It's like the premium right? package. Yeah. Oh the no, but premium in reverse. IUD. Oh, Dick, ah, you're they saying pay you? you? Yeah, we pay you to put the IUD in. Correct. Right? That's a good more solution. More birth control. Like way more. Yes. Incentivize them. And not we to call make that it mistake. eugenics. Right? Are you guys still on board with this? Okay, Charles Lindbergh. Uh, I like it. I'm Charles still Lindbergh? on board with it. Charles Lindbergh was a huge uh, eugenics oh, uh, really? proponent. Yeah. Huh. What was he a German guy? What was Lindbergh, Lindbergh was the, the, the he first was person like to fly American uh, flying hero? Yeah. Spirit of St. Louis. I don't know. What was it? What What did he do? He was a hero of aviation. Wow. He flew across the Atlantic, and then his baby was murdered. It was a big story in like the Lindbergh 30s. Baby. I don't know. What yeah. was What was his baby wearing? What was his uh, you know, like a little—he uh, was asking for it. Yeah, wearing, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. Little yeah. sailor outfit. I know. Yeah. Oh. Well, look, man. If a ba- if his baby got murdered, maybe he shouldn't have been in a bar starting trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good solution. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. You done? No. You yeah. I, yeah. That's uh, that's about all I have. But I agree. That's a good idea to start uh, paying people. You know what? Oh yeah. It's an in- it's an extra incentive. Why not? We pay people for eggs. Egg donors. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's uh. like twenty thousand dollars for your eggs. That's what I hear. I got some eggs for you. <laughs> you should go in, put a wig on, and hey, sell your eggs. Hi, check out my pussy. <laughs> oh, it's too uh. early for you to get this goofy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my solution. What do you it's got? Pretty good. Uh, refrigeration. Refrigeration. Yeah, you know it's coming up upon uh, Burning Man time. Oh again. yeah. Yep. Yep. As it does every year. Burning Man's coming up in what? Two weeks now, right? Uh, it's three, three or four weeks. Three or four weeks. So End I'm of the month. Trying to cram in all the things I was, I thought I'd be doing all year since last year. All you know, the I solutions. I get home, I get home, and I'm like, you know, it'd be really great. 
is if I built like an Einstein refrigerator that I could take out there to make ice like Doc Brown and Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Right? I'm going to totally do this. I'm going to start drawing up the plans. Okay. This is in September. Yeah. And, uh, September of last year. Yeah. 2014. Uh, yeah. And then, um, then July, mid-July rolls around. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, totally forgot about this. Yep. Because so, you miss refrigeration when you're out there. You have nothing. So explain to people who aren't familiar with Burning Man, which is no one, because everyone who's listened to the oh, show you just, knows. <laughs> you go out in the desert, and you, you hang out in the desert, and you have to bring all your own shit with you. There's nothing. There's no, there's no civilization out there. Right. It's just a alkali flats or whatever. It's, okay. a, it's an ancient bed, ancient lake bed. So what are, the kind, what are the kinds of foods or drinks that you'd be bringing with you that refrigeration, as oh, opposed it's to- It's a fucking nightmare, man. Yeah. All of them. Like, you got to make all your stuff in advance yeah. and put it in a cooler and basically cross your fingers. Put a bunch of dry ice in there, and as the week goes on, you go from, uh, you know, modern times, the 20th century- you go slowly backwards in time with what you're eating until by the very end you're just shoveling handfuls of beef jerky and tuna fish out of a can into your mouth. Oh, man. It sucks. And that's what refrigeration has fixed for all of us. Yeah. It's a a big deal. Yeah. I'll tell you how big of a solution is. Way better than free birth control. Oh, really? Who cares about free birth control? A lot of people care about free birth control. So we all know that refrigeration used to be cutting blocks out of the ice, right? Like in Frozen. Is that you, what it used to I don't know. Is the that movie what it used Frozen. To be? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. seen Frozen. Out, I, you should see it so you can join the conversation that we're having about it. Oh, you boy. cut ice, cut I, they cut ice out of a lake, a lake bed. They fill up, you know, big shovels of snow and then take it back home. They bury it in clay pots or in ceramic pots or whatever. And that yeah. would be your fridge. Okay. That would be your fridge. And you would spend, just imagine, imagine what a pain in the ass it is to go shopping. All I'm right. Done. I'm thinking of it right now. It's a huge pain in the ass. Uh, how much does it take? How much time does it take? Come 20, on. 20 minutes. 20 minutes to go shopping for a week's worth of... Imagine you're cooking for a whole family. Uh, 40 minutes. 40 minutes? All right. I, I'm in and out, man. And I make no list. And I'm tired. I think people who make lists are weak. I think they're weak. They're lesser minds. You can't remember a few things? What do you, you can't remember a list of 10 things that you need? These are things that you need, idiot. These are... You're, what are you, going shopping recreationally? Why do you need to write down, make a grocery list of things that you need? Just fucking remember it. Anyway, oh, well, 40 minutes, done. All but, right. But you, okay, so, so you're saying- four, Imagine a world yeah. where you can't save any of that. You got no fridge. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Set, it? set it out in the open, hmm. pickle it, brine it, jar it. You're eating the same pickled shit every day. That's what people used to do. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awful. Yeah. Until refrigeration came along. Mid-1750s is when refrigeration started. Really? That, that long ago? Well, that's when it like started as a thing, the as concept. like a science. Like, okay. hey, we can look at this. We can take we can take a comp- a system of compressed air, yeah. and heat this side, and it sucks coal. It sucks heat out of the other side. There's right? an, yeah. There's an engine based on that, right? There's an engine that uses that same principle. Oh, is, is it a Stirling engine? Stirling engine. Yeah, yeah. probably that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. 1834, the first vapor compression uh, fridge. Ice machine in 1854. Sorry, that was 1834. 1854, we got ice machines. They had ice in 1854? Yeah, when was Back to the Future 3? 1885, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. So they would have had, that was the ice machine that they had then. That giant contraption. That shoots out like a little bit of ice. I don't remember that. Because it's very hard. Well, that, that's, that's why I'm bringing in refrigeration, because it's so fucking hard to build a machine that works reliably to make things cold. Mm. Like, it, it, it's a tremendous effort. To, like, 
I, I believe, I think I could get a satellite up in space oh, yeah. more easily than I could make an <laughs> ice-making machine for Burning Man. It's canvassing, there you it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's canvassing? What do you mean? Well, you're, uh, you're, because you're, you're making a case Oh, that- no, no, I don't care about the, the contest or whatever. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying it's an incredible amount of work. Like, in your mind, you can imagine how a satellite works. Like, you take, uh, I don't know, solid oxygen, throw it in a rocket, do, do some, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, some rocket si- do some rocket science. I could get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Way easier. Refrigeration science, though. How does that work? What? You got ammonia and free poisonous gases leaking all over the place, and it's got to work all the time. Hey, that's why it's an expression. I'm not a refrigeration scientist. It should be. <laughs> it should be that as the expression. But not- rocket science, piece of cake. You just go up. Yeah. Go away from where you are. You'll eventually get to space. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's no refrigeration science. It's not like trying to make something cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what, though, Dick? That uh, I, I will give it to you. Refrigerators do make things cool. <laughs> Great. Thank you. <laughs> so before 1830, people's diets were bread and salted meat. Like, that's what they ate. Sounds kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice, but all all day, all week, every week, bread and salted meat. What? That's like a beef jerky sandwich. Yeah, every day. Yeah, is your this is your dream world? Sounds then, like heaven before refrigerators. Yeah, man. <laughs> Take me back to that time, baby. Yeah. What kind of and what kind of bread? I bet it was like that real bread too. The yeast leaven shit. It yeah. says it was all French bread. You're getting the fuck out of here. It was not French bread. Uh, the cu- first couple of industries, I, le- I did like this. The first couple of industries that started using refrigeration was uh, beer brewing. So they could brew consistent beer. Germans came in with their great beer, but they needed to use refrigeration so they could beer a consistent product all year round. Huh. It's pretty good, right? Ah. Meat packing too. Meat packers used the refrigeration. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, because without refrigerating your beef, here's the thing. Vegetarians and environmentalists should be kissing the dick of the family members who descended from the refrigerator inventors. Okay, follow that line of reasoning there. Because okay. oh, because you kill less meat, you kill less meat, you kill less animals because it rots huh. less. It yeah. rots. Uh, it lasts longer. You can freeze it. That shit lasts for what? A year. Month, month, a year? Well, that's it. Yeah. Frozen meat. Frozen well, meat. Then it starts to get uh, uh, shitty. Then you I just then shave, you throw you just it away. Shave it off. Yeah, you, you could just shave it off. You're yeah. right. It's still good. It's, it's not going to kill you. So with with I I wonder the impact on livestock and agriculture that refrigeration has had. That's a good question. I didn't find that. I did find here's some stats for you. Um, I got a stats for you. 1921. In 1921, there was 5,000 refrigerators manufactured. 1931. Ten years later, there's a million. And in 1950, it's in 90% of homes. Wait, how many years is that in between? Uh, ten years in between the the million jump and about twenty before the ninety percent. Twenty years, ninety percent. That's a big solution. Ninety percent of homes have it. Yeah, it's a big ass solution. How many homes have satellites? <laughs> a lot of homes have. I don't dishes. know. Probably a lot. Dish- no, they probably have a lot of a lot. dishes, buddy. They they probably have a lot. You know what? Dish and Dish Network sucks. That's yeah. satellite. There you go. Yeah, that's satellite TV. Yeah. No. You know what though? Um, I think this. I think that uh, that a lot of modern refrigerators rely on satellites. I don't. I don't have the really? stat. N- no. <laughs> Just bullshitting. Look, man. Refrigeration mm. is a big solution, and that is a big market penetration, and it is something that we can't yeah. do without. But you know what a refrigerator is? 
It's basically a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have to debate yeah. what a box is again on this show? No, because we. No, it's, it's a box. It's I'll a give box. him. I'll give him that one. It's def- It's an ice box. <laughs> it's an ice box. It's definitely you know, a box. You, you know can't what? have a refrigerator without a box. No. Right. It's a box. Go vote up boxes, people. That's what Dick's trying to say. This episode is that it's a box, and you know what's another uh, kind of box? A vagina. Pussies are also boxes. That's true. That's a fact. Look it up. What does that I, have to do with this? I was just thinking about how great boxes are. I oh. can talk about boxes all day. And then people in the comments, you know, I'm going back to boxes. People in the comments are saying, well, uh, boxes have to be square. No, they don't. There's round boxes. There's hexagonal boxes, triangle boxes. You can put posters in and refrigerators. Another type of box. Go vote up boxes, people. If you think refrigeration is a solution, you better, you bet your ass that boxes are solutions. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Except drop boxes. Yeah, but Fuck it, those. <laughs> yeah, but you can get boxed in also. You don't want to get boxed in. No, you don't. No. Some some boxes are problems. Like drop boxes are problems. Being boxed in is a problem. Yeah. You don't want to be in a militarized zone either. A militarized box, right? If you're boxed in by tanks, like yeah. say, uh, what are those? Housers? What? No. What are the what are the uh, German? Howitzers? The no. giant guns? Panzers. Guns. Panzers. Panzers. You don't want to be boxed in by Panzers. Then you're fucked. That's a real... Specific reference. Well, it's a real specific box. <laughs> Transporting food that was made possible by refrigeration. Oh. So imagine all these, all these wonder. You like a variety of foods. I do. Right? Yeah. That's thanks to refrigeration. All your weird fruits that you eat. I do eat a lot of weird fruit. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though, Dick. Okay, you just brought up something that I just uh-huh. realized. I brought in in a couple of episodes ago on the on the problems show. I brought in partially hydrogenated oils, and those were invented specifically to avoid the cost of transportation with refrigeration. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they didn't have to refrigerate that stuff, that oil that they were transporting in the butters and the Criscos and, and margarines and all these like weird yeah. butters and things. Yeah. And it, had, it has contributed to a 20% increase in coronary heart disease. Therefore, refrigeration is a killer. No, no, no. Vote it down. Refrigeration was a good solution, and they tried <laughs> to make it better, and they fucked up. Because refrigeration is as perfect as it gets. You can't, you can't make it any better by getting hydrogenated oils in there or whatever. Well, Dick, here's what I don't understand. Do they use refrigerators on space shuttles? Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, they don't. That's why they, they gotta freeze all that oxygen, don't they? How do you think they get oxygen to be a liquid? It's compressed. No, they yes. freeze it. No, that's they do that by, through compression. They put oh, it in a box. It. Yeah, they put it yeah, in a big box. It's in another box. That's what space shuttles are, essentially. They're big boxes. All right, so what's your point? Vote up boxes. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Food is cheaper. What? You, you know what? You don't need refrigeration in space, which is where we're headed. This Earth is doomed. It's fucked. The sun's going to blow up and envelop the entire Earth. In like six billion years. No, Why it, do you care about like that? like four billion years. And it's going to be uninhabitable <laughs> long before that, about one billion years. And in fact, NASA estimates 50,000 years. So here's the thing. We're going up to then space. Then they hold their hands out. No. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 50,000 years. Let's have some more funding. Yeah, I'm readily, I'm ready to give it to NASA because they kick ass. They got us a, a fucking uh, a, a probe to on Pluto. That's amazing. Yeah. Another satellite, by the way. And here's the thing, Dick. Once we get into space, which is where we're headed, we no longer re- need refrigerators, don't we? We can just cart our food around trailing behind the space shuttle because it's cold in space. You just at leave your food out. Zero outside. at yeah. absolute zero. Absolute You're going to get a hell of a freezer burn on your steak at absolute uh, zero Kelvin. I doubt it. I think that at absolute zero, a steak's just fine, buddy. You just warm that thing up on the grill. You're good. Uh, no bacteria on your food in space. 
We're not in space. This is not, the show is not predicated on being on Firefly. It's a real, refrigeration is a real solution that happened. Yeah. And changed, changed society as we know it. Yeah. Well, space is the biggest refrigerator of all. All right. Yeah. Made food cheaper. How about that? It made pre-cut meat possible. Just walk in, grab a pack of meat. Before you had to stand in line at a butcher. Oh. Oh, man. What a that disaster. Is, that is a good point. Less, I hate lines. Yes. There we go. Less food waste. You're not wasting food. You can refrigerate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good point. It <laughs> has brought down the cost of food. It is a big solution, Dick. I'll give you that. How about this? Vaccines. What about them? You need refrigeration to keep your vaccines good so yeah. you can take them into the middle of Africa Fuck, or wherever I, or to Beverly Hills wherever you're taking your vaccines. I was hoping I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up cuz that's a really good point. I thought about it and I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to bring this up. Fuck fuck dick." And then <laughs> not a contest. <laughs> no. <laughs> Classic no, you know, not a contest. Cuz I was waiting for it cuz I I wanted to swoop in and save your problem from the clutches oh, of defeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone right now listening right now is it, it, they have their hand hovering over boxes. Or refrigeration. They're trying to decide what to vote for. I think it's boxes. Yeah, boxes is not your solution this episode. <laughs> it's always it my solution. <laughs> boxes are my monkeys of of problems uh-huh. of solutions. Yeah. All anyway, right. man. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good solution. Anything so else? I didn't on get my refrigerator ready for Burning Man. I'm going to do it next year. No, you're not. You're <laughs> not going. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Unless you're one of those rich dickhead billionaires who fly yeah. in from Facebook. What? What are the Wachowski brothers? No, the um, the Vanderbilts. What are those guys? Um, you know who I'm talking about? The Facebook twins? The Winklevoss? Winklevoss, those yeah. guys. The Winklevoss twins flew in last year. Oh, they did? Yeah, they flew in on a private jet, and then they flew their chef from Nobu in to uh, make sushi for them every I day. Don't, so what? That's cool. <laughs> Fly in? That's only like 600 bucks. That's completely contrary to the ethos of Burning what Man. What do you know? You haven't been there. Yeah, but I read. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you read. What do you, you know about people the- bitching about it. What do you... Are you uh, what do you know about the 18th century? What do you know? you read about refrigerators? You weren't there. You didn't you didn't know about these refrigerators. <laughs> yeah, but in they this built. case, I was in the 18th century. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, Burning Man it's, is essentially it's that. It's just poor people bitching about somebody having a having having opportunities they don't. No, it's, like it's just you just comparing yourself to these rich people. Like so, so what? So what? They can fly in on a jet, and you have to wait in line for twenty hours. Well, so what? Like, like, who cares? That's I, their deal. Yeah, I told you. So what? The so what is that? It's completely contrary to the experience. It's like going camping and saying, "Hey, um, so I'm, I went camping last weekend. I brought in my contractor to build me a log cabin. Yeah, yeah it was a really good camping experience. That's not camping, shithead. I guess. Yeah, it's it's your kind of camping. If you want to do that. If you if you're next to this campground and you want to bitch about Maddox's awesome uh, casino slash log cabin that he built in, off the river of a cur- off the current river, then you you oh what? It's always about this comparison. Like it, the only reason it's a problem is because people are comparing themselves to the ultra rich. Like that's there's this ubiquitous sentiment that like you have any right to compare your life to theirs. Your life is fine. Just deal with your own shit. You want a jet? I don't know. Be born as somebody who has a jet. Otherwise, you don't have a fucking jet. It's not a big deal. Like, why are, Why is everyone so wrapped up in the advantages of the super rich? So they have jets and yachts. Who fucking cares? You can have fun without a jet or a yacht. No, 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 Dick. I think the, the point was lost on you. I don't think that people have a problem with them being rich. I mean, some people definitely do. Yeah. I personally do not because... 
for example, a better example, another example of this that has nothing to do with money mm-hmm. is, say, for example, in video game speedruns. In video <laughs> game speedruns, I have video games on the mind because I've been a watching. A real world example. <laughs> it is a real world example, Sean. Maddox, you don't know Shifty the principles Sean. of video games. Yeah, because in a video game speedrun, it's predicated upon your skill. Yeah. Your skill level is what matters. Yeah. So if somebody comes in and says, hey, guys, I have a tool-assisted speedrun. I wrote a script that blah, 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 blah. So it's what? not the same thing. It's not. The are you competing against them? In a video game speedrun, you are actually. It's a competition. But it, are, is their score allowed into the uh, whatever play? Is it allowed into sanctioned play? No, and that, no. And specific, but it's also uh, counter to the experience. Like you could, you could say, for example, uh, train really hard and become a a really strong bodybuilder. Or you could get bionic exoskeletons. You that could do let steroids. You, Let's say, yeah, make, let's keep steroids. it in the realm of reality, there please. You, there, you hey. could do steroids. So I'm not pissed that some guys juice up. Like, that's their deal. They want to look like that. The only reason I would be bitter and pissed about them looking like juiced up monsters is because I'm envious of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's and envy is a bad thing. It's the same as like Burning Man when these billionaires come in and all the plebs and the normies like me bitch about it. Like, oh, where's my yacht? I don't have I don't have a jet. I'm pissed off. They shouldn't be able to bring their jet into my party. It's like, why do you care? Why do you have to compare yourself to it? Because you're a fucking comparison. envious. No, because it's ruining the culture of Burning well, what Man. What do you know? You've never been there. I and read. You read what? You read, read pissed off people yeah. who bitch about it. Right. Most people don't give a fuck. Really? Yeah. And then how come everyone's such a crybaby online about it? Because it's that's what generates clicks. It's yeah. asshole. These people have enough free time to sit on Facebook and bitch about it. Yeah. I don't, because I don't fucking care about yeah. their yachts. Maybe I'll get you know. Maybe I'll get some scraps. Maybe hot chicks will go hang out at the billionaire uh, camp. How many chicks could the Winklevosses uh, bone practically? You know, a, a couple dozen. A lot hey, of them. I'll get some runoff. Yeah. Right over here, girls. You like yeah. billionaires? I'm a big liar. You, yeah. You're going to love me. Yeah. I. You know what, Dick? I have I have pride. I will not take the table scraps of billionaire. I will not pick up the, pick up their leftover <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah, their right. Pa- their, second, their secondhand <laughs> pounded pussy. No thanks. No thanks, sir. Only fresh for me. Oh, I'll take yeah. it all day. Fresh off the boat. That's what I want. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with it. All right, Dick. Speaking of nothing, uh, speaking of not uh, demonizing pussy. Tell me more what Burning Man is. Here's here. <laughs> no, I don't need to because there's already there's already a consensus. This isn't these aren't my opinions. These are the opinions of people who go there. It's just people bitching though. There's no number to back that up. Like, what is the number of people who have a problem with billionaires there? I mean, if I had to be real here, I would okay. guess I would guess that that number doesn't matter. Uh, Why does it not matter? Well, for any practical reason, it's not a it's not a scene that I'm part of. I don't really care. I'm just saying, if I personally had a certain type of uh, feel for an event, and somebody came in and totally stuck their finger in the ointment, right? If they were the fly in the ointment of my event, that would piss me off. It, it, if you, it's kind of like going to. Um, uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of like going to a weed convention and then just doing acid. The Why don't you do time. something you know about? Like do do something with video games. I did. I said the, the video games, games, but yeah. that that has to do with competition. That's an unfair advantage in a competition. What about just what about somebody just enjoying a video game differently than you? You know, that's what it is. I can't think of an analogy that works like that. I don't know that. Yeah, I guess it would be kind of like somebody going to a movie theater and enjoying the movie by talking really loud. 
But okay? that's totally that disrupting ruins. you. Ruins that disrupts the. the they're not disrupting it you at Burning Man. The ambiance of the theater, doesn't oh, the it? The ambiance. You guys, please. You guys know a lot about Comic Con, right? Yeah. Every, everything. We know everything about everything. You know, exactly. I've been going for nine years. What's Matt knows on? a lot more well, than me. Aren't people like the old school geeks pissed off yes, now that's become good. kind of like uh, celebrity filled and correct? It's, it's kind of hip to be there now. That is a good example. Comic Con. That's a perfect example of how the culture has t- completely shifted at Comic Con. And I hate to use the word culture here, but um, the, the the culture of Comic Con has shifted. It has become way more corporate and movie-driven and profit-driven. It is no longer about the exhibitors. It's no longer about comics. It's all about people going there to gawk about celebrities. It changes the focus of the event mm-hmm. into something else. Look, man, I'm not... I'm, do what you want. Believe what you want about Burning Man, but you you run a risk of having the scene that you like shifting into something that it's not. Yeah, but you also got to remember that there's people there who are uh, eco-activists, like environmental activists, like hardcore vegetarians yeah. like people that i hate way more than billionaires yeah and i'm fine with them being there no. even though that like that annoys me yeah. that's the whole the whole point is letting go of what annoys you like just calm the fuck down oh, whatever goes man yippee <laughs> <laughs> <Hippie> ethos <laughs> i don't you know what it, it it boggles my mind that you of all people would would uh appreciate and enjoy burning man but i have a theory on as to why why Wow. Don't tease. What is it? No, I don't want to get into it. Why, it's, why, it's, why, it's why, a, why? Because it's a huge tangent. Let's talk about it on another show. Because right now... No, I don't, I'm sick of teasing things for another show. No. Give me a hint. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, because at Burning Man, it's kind of like free-for-all, and uh, the stigmas about having sex is kind of dropped, and you can get laid more easily. That's why you think I go? I think. I, I think, think I get laid more often than I, I think it has to do with that and also drugs. No. I uh, I don't do any well. Well, what do you like about it? I mean, here's the, that's why I didn't bring it up because now we have to get into well, that. We don't, no, we don't, have to, I, I, we don't have to get. I don't think we have to go on that tangent. Well, if you had to say in a sentence what you like about it, what would you, what would it be? Um, you're more connected to people. Like people have um, people aren't rushing around in this doggy dog rat race. while yeah. they're out there. They're just out there to build big shit. Can you and, say the same of like like a cruise ship? No, because that's like a manufactured event. Like a cruise ship is all, and I and I used to want to go on a cruise ship, but then I saw pictures of an actual cruise ship, and it's like people being crammed onto a into a sardine can. Yeah, and it's all manufactured, and it's all it's like a guided tour. Like I don't do guided tours of places because I don't like to sit there and be lectured by some dude. Uh, who's reading off a Wikipedia page about like what isn't what I'm looking at in Florence? Yeah, right. Like I'll just walk around on my own. Yeah, and have a different experience. Well, all right, man. Uh, you're entitled to enjoy Burning Man however you want. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll fly my jet there <laughs> one day. Right. Really rub it. No, but it'll be all billionaires by then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it will have all the billionaires will have forced everybody out. Because there's nothing manufactured about a private jet. And flying in your own chefs from What's Nobu. What's wrong with a fucking jet? It's just, it's not, it's, well. Wait, Go ahead. Are you What's your solution? Dick, the biggest solution in the universe, I think, is legalized prostitution. I 100% agree with you. In fact, uh, before the show started, we talked about our solutions, and uh, Dick and I actually brought in the exact same solution. You, uh, you originally yeah, wanted to free, talk about. Yeah, the, the birth uh, control oh, one. Oh, the birth control one. Okay. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, excuse me. You, no, because it was, it was in the news. Yeah. So uh, it was in the news a couple of weeks ago, yeah. But uh, legalized prostitution is actually in the news now, today, uh. because Amnesty International wants to legalize it. Yes. They want to change their official stance into legalizing prostitution. Yes. This is from the New York Times. 
In France, England, and Ireland, lawmakers are considering new measures and, in the case of Northern Ireland and Canada, are enforcing new laws that decriminalize prostitution but impose penalties on clients using a model adopted in Sweden in 1999. Hold on, walk me through that. So in 1999 in Sweden, they decided to stop penalizing women for prostitution and start penalizing just the men. Oh, what? Yeah. Or or the clients, because not all prostitutes, prostitutes are female. Because uh, they thought that that it's unfair because they they kind of view Sweden is a very um, uh, pro feminist progressive uh, culture uh-huh. and they feel that if a woman is in prostitution it must be because she has no other choices in life and not because she might want to pursue that avenue as an additional source of income or as her primary source of income because there's nothing wrong with sex that's not Sweden's view. Sweden's view is that women who are doing prostitution or doing any kind of sex trade or sex work uh-huh. must be forced into it, and therefore we shouldn't penalize them because they're already being penalized. Oh, they're already being forced. They're already oh being forced. That's what, that, it's, that is Sweden's view. And so to right that perceived wrong, mm-hmm. they have started to penalize the clients, the customers. They think that that's Which the are solution. mostly men. Right. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Of course. Amnesty, this is again from the New York Times, it says Amnesty International is advocating a new course decriminalizing all sex work, both for buyers and sellers. At an international conference next week in Dublin, they'll vote on whether or not to advocate the elimination of all penalties for sex work on the grounds that it is a matter of privacy between consenting adults. Yeah, no shit. Amen. Because that's exactly what it fucking is. It's nobody's business. If you want to pay mm. for sex or if you want to prostitute yourself, what's the problem? Yeah. You're, you're allowed to prostitute yourself in a corporation. You can go and trade your hours sitting in a cubicle answering phone calls like a slave. You can go to a grocery store and ring up people's baloney all fucking day long. You can work in a post office like a slave just hand, just picking up parcels and turning around and putting them in boxes. But the I mean, second you do anything sexual for, for money, oh, that's a huge fucking sin, isn't it? You can also stay married to a huge lunatic and have to tolerate that to live. You know, it's a different type of mental anguish to to be in a. Uh, you're, you're saying if somebody was say uh, you were financially dependent upon someone. Let's in say marriage. you're a housewife, right? Yeah, I mean, you get money, or or there's uh, sugar mamas too. I've seen. I sure, have some, whatever. I I have some friends who are in abusive, destructive relationships just because it's financially convenient for them. Yeah. They put up with a lot of shit. They have women or men in their lives who completely control them, manipulate them, make them feel little and small and broken, and they put up with abuse for years. And because, that's legal. Yeah, that's of course it's legal. We should make this as politically correct as possible and just only say that men are prostitutes so we can just talk <laughs> about it without having to preface everything with, uh, uh it could also be men, it could yeah. also be men. So Ireland and Canada recently started enforcing new regulations. In Ireland, it's a $1,500 fine, or a th- that's 1,000 pounds, and a prison term for clients. God damn. Yeah. Sweden's penalize the customer law has caused a 50% decline in prostitutions since 1995. Well, no. Yeah. I don't even buy that. Well, like, I who's do. reporting that? Well, in Sweden. I've been to Sweden, and it's a pretty clean culture. Like, I feel completely safe in Sweden. Anywhere I go, it's, a, it's, a, it's so safe. In fact, at one Would point— Would you feel less safe if there was hookers? No. Walk in the streets? No, no, no. But no. just in general, Sweden's a very low-crime nation. In fact, if anyone gets murdered, it's the front page of their headlines, their national newspaper. Outrage I, porn. At one point in, uh, in Sweden— I was walking by and I saw. I noticed that my shoelaces were untied, so I bent over to tie it next to this uh, um, this coffee shop. And I noticed this lady inside, 
babe. Total babe, by the way. Everyone in Sweden's a babe. Even the guys are all babes. So <laughs> I noticed this lady inside the coffee shop kept peering over her shoulder at me. And I thought, uh, what's this? Uh, hey, baby, what's going on here? She you checking you me a, out? She thought you were a terrorist. No, fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Stop laughing. Like in the IRA, you mean, right? That kind of terrorist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. of course. That's what you mean, Sean. <laughs> like the IRA. <laughs> Assholes. So anyway, this this lady kept peering at me. You would be like an exotic no, man there, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, like hey. This spicy. Um, yeah, this spicy Armenian. Yeah. Armenian meat. Uh-huh. I wonder. I want some extra garlic sauce yeah. with this guy. I want my sheep tended to. So <laughs> she wanted me to look at her flock. So anyway, man, this uh, this lady turned around checking me out, right? And I thought, uh-huh. oh, hey, what's up, baby? And then I noticed she wasn't looking at me. She was oh. watching her baby carriage, which was right next to me outside while I was bending over to tie my shoes. She left her baby outside in a carriage outside this coffee shop because the crime rate is so low. It's just a thing Were you in, in the Sweden. south of Sweden? I was in uh, an area called Sofo, I believe. It's, it's a very okay. hipster, dense area. But no, it was in uh, Stockholm. Wow, this was that, sounds like a, that sounds like a stupid thing to do, even if it is safe. It's, Leaving your baby stroller outside? No, but people, people, it's, the, the crime is so low, nothing ever happens in Sweden. That's why they, you can leave your fucking baby anywhere you want. Sweden's <laughs> a baby-safe country. Big problem. Yeah. Babies. Yeah. Anyway, man. So uh, when did you have stuff into, on why prostitution started to be illegal? Do you yeah, have that anywhere in here? No. Nope. I don't want to rush you, but. I mean, it's, uh, I, it, it has to do with uh, puritanical beliefs, but uh, here's, here's what I, why, Here's what I wanted to read from uh, New York Times. They said, Amnesty International argues that sexual desire is a fundamental need and that punishing buyers may amount to a violation of their right to privacy and undermine the rights to free expression and health. So there's a lot of people in the world who have sexual dysfunction and sexual dysmorphia and all sorts of uh, uh, sexual phobias and things because they, for, for a number of reasons, it could be psychological, yeah. it could be uh, environmental, it could be institutional. Uh, it could, for a number of reasons, people have sexual problems, and sometimes they go to sex workers to experiment with sex and try to come over their, overcome their fears. There was a movie about that with, oh, okay. uh, what's her name, Sandra? No, what's her name uh, from Countdown? You know who I'm talking about? Jack the Ripper. No, not <laughs> fuck, Sean. <laughs> shitting over my problem. No, it was called SpongeBob 3D. I remember that. No, movie. asshole. Anyway, they say that the group also cites the benefits for buyers with physical and psychological disabilities who feel safe to express their sexuality uh, and to develop a stronger sense of self with their relationships with sex workers, improving their lives to enjoyment and dignity. I love when you can find like a real obscure reason where like sex work should be allowed and then you can like a real ultra PC version of why it should be allowed and then cram it in their face even though you know like most prostitution is not that it doesn't have to be but you know what right this that's is, what i love when it's like one need. little tiny yep. bit you're like yep. oh you see this ah you can't deny that so we're gonna let everybody through because it's exactly like uh legalizing marijuana the majority of the fuckheads just want to smoke and get high but there are a few oh, a few people now there are a few oh they're fuckheads <laughs> you think fuckheads. they're fuckheads too that you they what do you think you? about guys who go to prostitutes then let me ask you that I don't have a problem with it. I've never okay, gone, interesting. I've, I've never gone to a prostitute. Me either. And, and I wouldn't. Every girlfriend I've ever had has asked me that, and then none of them believe that answer. I'm always shocked a little bit when I find out one of my friends has been with oh, a prostitute. Really? Yeah, because uh, every now and then I'll be, it'll come up in a conversation. Oh, here's a, here's a funny story. So when I was on book tour for The Alphabet of Manliness, I believe the first time, I was in Austin, 
And I got in a, a taxi cab, and I was going on my way to the airport. And, you know, the, 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 sometimes the cab drivers are bored, and they want to make a little small talk. This was in the springtime, I believe. And the cab driver turned around and goes, oh, man, a lot of pretty ladies out there. I'm like, yeah, because we just passed this flock of uh, uh, beautiful women. And he goes, yeah, I, lo- I, love, I love what they wear in the summertime. I'm like, yeah, man. Okay. And so then he goes, uh, ain't no shame in paying for it. <laughs> And I, uh, I just kind of looked down and looked out the window, you know, rolling my eye, look, like looking up the ceiling, whatever, and just hoping that was the end of the conversation. He goes, "Oh no, you've just begun." Oh man, it, the whole ride to the airport. Yep, ain't no shame in paying for it. And he just kept going on and on. He said, "You know what? It's it's better than the alternative." And I, I thought, "What? Well, What's the alternative?" I, I don't know. I, I didn't ask. Not paying for it and it, not getting it. I don't know what he was implying. Being ashamed of paying for it? I don't know what he was implying. No, think bigger and more aggressive. That, that, <laughs> it could I think be you're right. Right? It could be it could yeah. be that, but it also could be the alternative is dating. Well, that's also I awful. mean, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Dating's the worst. The wor- yeah. Here's the thing, man. Dating is the long game of prostitution. Essentially, if you if all you're going into a relationship is for sex and you don't ever intend to date that person, then yeah. It's this kind of like long dance that we do as a society where I know people, I know women in my life who will not put out until the third date, regardless of whether or not they end up continuing to date the person. They have that rule, but they do. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, of course they do. I mean, when they're with me, panties drop, baby. Yeah, they, they can't control themselves. I didn't themselves. mean to turn That's this into a sandbox. But go, go they, get, they get caught in the bicycle handlebars. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up, Sean. Sean every These bicycle handlebars are ribbed for your pleasure. Sean, edit yourself out of the episode. Every single thing you've said this episode has pissed me off. <laughs> All right. So anyway, man. Uh, yeah, but uh, a lot of times these women are disappointed because... After they put out, the guy stops calling them, and they yeah. blah, 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 blah. Because you have built up so much of this pretension about sex and so much expectation, and when it doesn't pan out the way you want, then suddenly the, the guy's the bad guy, and women are less likely to put out, blah, blah, blah. If everybody, yeah, and look, a lot of times they're just like really selfish and shitty in bed, and you're like, what am I doing, busting my hump, trying to, talk, trying to bang this girl when she's not any good at it? Here's the thing, Dick. Everybody likes and enjoys sex. And uh, it's something that everybody wants. All right. We all fucking want, we all want it, it, right? Yep. Why don't we just get over this whole pretension, this huge hang-up that we have about sex, and just admit that we all want it and just do it more often? It's very weird that, that there's not outrage, that there isn't a moral outrage about prostitution being illegal. Because it's definitely just a way to control what women do with their bodies, right? Yeah. It's 100% that. Yeah. The so, biggest, most ubiquitous way we control women and what they do with their bodies. And there's just, and, and I think most people see it as good that it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge shame. Crazy. It's, it's kind of like male circumcision. We talked about female genital mutilation, but mer- male circumcision is something that we see as kind of a positive, and there's really not many benefits to it. But anyway, that's another discussion. Um, the, this New York Times article goes on. It says, Amnesty also sides with the argument made recently by work- sex workers in France that penalizing customers would drive prostitutions further underground, making the workers more vulnerable to dangers. That's absolutely true. And, Dick, you and I have, have uh, uh, friends who are porn stars, right? Sure. One of my good friends is Ella Darling. She was a guest on the live show, and she'll probably be a guest on uh, one of our future episodes. She is a porn star. And she is a sex worker. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
And it, I have seen, I've been out there in public with her when she gets recognized or when she tells people what she does, mm-hmm. and the and it's a it's the entire gamut of reactions to it, from shame to uh, encouragement to uh, fascination, but and weird fascination. Well, yeah, I'm like all right, come yeah. down, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, and this demonization of it is appalling. But you know what, Dick? You know who <laughs> is opposed to this? Ooh. This is from New York Times, too. Uh, excuse me. This is from ChristianPost.com. Okay. But it's not who you think. A letter written by Anne Hathaway, Kate Winslet, Meryl Streep, Gloria Steinem, the Salvation Army, the Sisters of the Good Shepherd, and a ton of reverends denounced the push by Amnesty International to legalize prostitution. Of course they do. Yeah. The, the, are you surprised by all those actresses are saying prostitution should be illegal? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Those actresses think prostitution, they want to further control women's bodies. It says here in New York Times, it really undermines the whole concept of human rights to call it the right of a man to buy another human being for sex, said Jessica Newworth, a former Amnesty member and founder of the Equality Now Group, an international women's rights group based in New York and London. Yeah, so these these women, these celebrities have come out denouncing Amnesty International, and they are completely opposed to legalizing prostitution, which is a huge problem. Well, I most think, of them trade on sex anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Kate Winslet? Yeah. Wasn't she in Titanic? You'll see. <laughs> I will not. I will fucking not see. <laughs> but she showed her tits in Titanic. That was a sexual scene, yep. by the way. She got banged in the back of a car. I know that because I saw. I watched it, and you don't have to play it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kate uh, Winslet. So let me ask you something. This woman, this woman has the balls. She has the audacity to criticize people for sex work when she appeared in a nude scene in Titanic, a movie where she pretended to fornicate in the back of a car, or maybe she did, who knows. Uh-huh. But she she's having sex for money on camera, yet she has the balls, she has the audacity to criticize sex workers. Fuck you, Kate Winslet. Fuck so you what, and your gorgeous, perfect tits. Fuck you. What would happen if it was legal? Because there's a lot of human trafficking that goes on just getting these hookers into the country. You know, a lot of human trafficking is is that refrigeration helps. <laughs> is that true? Oh, what are know. you talking about, Sean? Human you know, to transport them. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was afraid you were talking about. Dead or alive? No, alive. Oh, of course. How much you paying? <laughs> Not enough, you get a dead one. <laughs> dead, that's perverse. Well, actually, John, so what they're saying, these these women who are opposed to, and yeah. the reverends who are, well, the reverends and the Christian groups are opposed to prostitution on, on religious and moral grounds. Sure. Because they think that there's something inherently evil or bad about sex. And I think that if I had to wager a guess, and I will because I'm a, I'm a smart guy, I think that society, way, way, way back in the day, Somebody got an STD or something from having sex, and it was a big problem. And they noticed that this problem that they had with warts on their dick or vaginas and herpes and chlamydia and all these things that went around throughout civilization happened when they had sex. And so there was a stigma attached to it. And they thought, well, we better not have sex because this bad thing can happen to you and it can kill you. And that has probably Oh, that's why you think religious groups are anti-sex? I think that it comes, all these puritanical apprehensions to sex Mm. probably come from a long time ago, people not understanding how disease was transferred, and they just associated act A with consequence B. Mm. Just like people who danced for rain, they had a big dance one day, and it rained the next day, so they think that rain dances work. Hmm. That's my guess. Do you think that those women think it just cheapens women to have legalized prostitution? Mm. I I kind of think that... 
most women who think it should be illegal just kind of think that it does. Well, it, like a, they just kind of feel like that, and they're just like they wrap up all the uh, social consequences and the crime, and this they wrap all that around this little core feeling. But it's of, really their problem. It's really their problem. Yeah. Like, well, it makes me feel cheap, so I don't want it. It's not. I think it's it. Uh, you think there's no credit? There's no credence to that. You give no credence to them. Well, I maybe maybe some women do do feel that way, but I think that it commodifies sex, which is a good thing because if well, women, because well, here's the you, thing, man. Here, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If as a man, all you are interested in doing is having sex, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that, you're able to go on to Tinder and find a girl who's also willing to have sex, well, and vice luck. versa. <laughs> not on not in your league. Uh, you find them three or four leagues under you that are willing to bang right away, but <laughs> fucking tender. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's like shooting pigs in a barrel. Oh, That's tender. wow. Ouch. Uh, I know. I've, I've, uh, I've had some, uh, some luck on Tinder, but uh, here's the thing, man. If you, as a woman or man, if you go on Tinder and you just want to have sex, you can find that partner to do so. No strings attached. No, no apprehensions. No problem. Nothing. No, there's no crime attached to it. But if you do that exact same thing and then say, plus I'll give you 20 bucks, or plus I'll, I'll give you 50 bucks, for whatever. the ride home. <laughs> so you got an Uber over here. Here's a little something for... That then becomes illegal. That's the crime. It's just the exchange <laughs> of that. money. Yeah. And I think it's probably because uh, it's... If I had to also wager another guess, it may be because governments can't really find out how much money is being changed hands, is, is changing hands here, and they can't really tax that. No, because the subcontractors have to report how much they make. Like, that, every, every tradesman works under that. Well, yeah, but prostitutes don't do that because it's illegal. It's another one well, of these sure. uh, marijuana uh, yeah. uh, arguments sure. that if prostitution were legal, it could be taxed. You know what should be illegal? Posting deceptive pictures of yourself on Tinder. That's true. Like, if you block out a couple of those chins... That should be illegal. That should be a crime. You know what? There could that could be addressed through better education of men to realize when you're dealing with a faker. And usually you can tell because it's a top-down photo and they're looking up, which makes everyone look really good. Are you saying I'm asking for it because I don't have that education? Yeah. Hey, so if you put up a camera, you can get away with it, right? You flip your camera over, you record your uh, prostitution session, then it's shooting porno. Then it's shooting porno. See, that's where the law gets fuzzy. Why is prostitution is illegal, but pornography is not? Yeah. Pornography is just fine, apparently. We all, ha- we all are okay with that. Sure. But as soon as you pay a woman to have sex with you, and it's not being recorded, huge crime. Maybe hmm. it's a way that judges get off. Maybe they just want to see everyone bang. And so they, they keep it illegal because they want to watch you. Hey, 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 hey uh, 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 you can't exchange hands. Not, money can't change hands unless I'm watching you. There we go. Maybe. So judges can jack off. That's why prostitution's illegal. Vote it up. Legalized prostitution, huge solution. All right. I got a sex-related solution. A lot of sex problems in this episode. Uh, illustrated condoms. Il- what? Illustrated. This is my own solution. All oh. right? This is one that I brought in that I invented. Oh, yeah? Okay? All right. Check so, like, this out. This end up or something? Exactly right, No Sean. way. Yes. Exactly right. Because what do you pull? You pull the condom out, and it's just a fucking circle, right? How the hell do you know which end, is, end, end goes on? You know what I'm saying? I do. Everybody knows this, right? This is a problem for men and women alike. You pull that fucking thing out. You're flipping. You try to put it on. It, it's not working. So you try to turn it over and put it on only to find that the other way was the correct way. 
I don't know if I've had that amount of trouble, but I've had yes. so much trouble that I've thrown the condom away and tried to n- not use one and then had to go open another one. Sean, That's how big of a problem You're talking this is. to the guy who has a problem putting on his bed sheets correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even on his dick. That's just onto the bed. 40, 40% of men say they've uh, lost erections yep. trying to use condoms. Huge problem. 40% of boners. Yeah. Yeah. Boners that are about to be used, man. That's yeah. the most valuable t- kind of boner there is. Mm-hmm. Right? 40%. So this is what I'm saying, right? So you got the condom, right? You pull it out of the wrapper, impossible to tell which way it goes on. Well. well how do you tell? Uh, which way the reservoir is the pointing? Reservoir, that yeah. soggy little ch- stupid thing that's like this is, now I got to look at this sad, sogging, wilting little thing. That's already, already a problem. Yeah. Already having to jump over this mental hurdle. And it could bounce a different way too. You mean the- The, the reservoir, n- yeah. The nip- yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah. now you're solving a Rubik's cube of a condom, mm. trying to put it on. Yeah. What if? What if it had like a little message written on it that could only be read one way? Because it's kind of see-through, right? Why don't they just print something on it? Like, like the have number a nice eight. Day. Like, like the number eight. No, 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 no. <laughs> something that can't is this is only one way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great solution, man. Forty percent of erections. Well, here's the thing, Dick. I I think I know why they don't do that, and it's because it compromises the structural stability of the condom. Who of cares? The condom. So no, if no, they break more often, even better. No, Dick. No, man. That's even worse. If you have a condom break in in uh, in use, oh man, you're in Babyville. What do you like a a a, a condom uh, purveyor over here? You know about structural integrity of condoms? They're making them ribbed and glow in the dark. They're putting vibrating shit in them now. They what? can't print. Yeah. Which part of that do you not know about? They got they got vibrating condoms. Yes, now? they have a whole vibrating condom system now. It's got like a. I, I've never used one. I just saw it in the yeah. store. Uh, you know what, Dick? Um, just a real a real quick aside about condoms. My book was not carried in. Uh, I believe in Target when it first came out. The uh, the alphabet of manliness. Even though uh-huh. it was a New York Times bestseller, I you know they didn't carry that book. Uh, Walmart specifically ignored it. But uh, you know what, Target does carry. They have Fifty Shades of Grey branded cock rings. <laughs> Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. It was in the Tupperware aisle at the uh, local Target. I have a picture of it. They just have a huge Did array of- Did it say cock rings? Oh, yeah. There were cock rings. Did it say cock ring on it? Uh, I think it said penis rings. But yeah, there were, there were cock rings. They were selling vibrating cock rings. Fifty Shades of Grey. Are you serious? Yeah. At Target? I got pictures that of it. That wasn't a joke somebody put up no. there? It was right next- And it was there for weeks while the movie was in theater. Wow. Yeah. You want to buy a crock pot? How about a cock ring? Yeah, I mm-hmm. didn't know about that. No, but uh, yeah, I didn't know about the vibrating. So, so Dick, I I really do worry about the structural integrity. Maybe that's a solution oh, that the engineers on. can solve. They're, yes, of course. They're engi- yeah. if they're making virtual reality for you, where you can be a pretend superhero with six arms and fuck yourself. I'm, I think they could print on a condom. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Could be like some water-based ink or something that's like. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it, even it, have it, to soak into the latex. It no, could just sit there. It can come off. That would be even funnier if it did. That would make me even harder. Hmm. This is a great... I should patent this. Yeah. I think I've just come up with a condom revolutionary idea on this show. A condom You seem very de- uh, suspicious of this. You're yeah, not on board at all. I, I am really, really... Look, I, I will agree to the solution with a little bit of trepidation, 
because I'm really worried about the structural integrity of that condom. Because most obviously will test it. Most of the time, most of the time when they when any kind of like latex or balloons or anything, if you write on them, the place that they give the the weakened place is where you wrote on it or wherever it's imprinted or wherever there is that band or any kind of. Uh, divot or whatever. I don't think the ribs are mu- as much of a problem because some condoms are ribbed because they're on the side, not the part where that are that's getting pounded. Yeah, but it's they're colored. They have colored condoms. Yeah, but that that color is the dye of the latex. It's not like imprinted on top of the the condom. Then do that. I guess if they thickened, I don't know, man. This might be a manufacturing problem. You are real, you man. You are a real naysayer. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. This is a real. This is a real innovation that I'm trying to get off the ground here. How are we ever going to live in space? Yeah, with guys like you, eh, I don't know if you can ride on a condom or not. Uh, seems unsafe. So if they solve that, are you cool with it? Yes. All right. If they solve Great. that problem, I'm totally on board. Because, um, you know, I, when you were talking about going to open the condom and trying to figure out what's like, Dick, it's pointless. It's irrelevant because by the time I've done all that, my boner's gone. Right. It kills boners. That's what happens to these 40% of guys. Yeah. Every single time, a chick's like, oh, uh, maybe we should get a condom. Yeah, all right. Uh, no. hang, hang on. Let me go to my, let me go get my uh, my, cl- my condom. <laughs> <laughs> let me get my condom real quick and. Let me get the instruction manual out. Do you yeah. say no and hit her with a newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I got a spray bottle. <laughs> Digital age. I'm not going to hit her with an iPad. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, condoms are boner killers. I, I countless, countless boners of mine are gone. Look, gone. I invented this. Yeah, I invented this yeah. right now. Uh-huh. Okay, have you ever seen it before? No, no. It should be on every condom. Yeah, every condom should say something like "sexy" on the front. Like, get ready for uh, one next stop, Tuna Town, or something like that. So, yeah. like, oh. I open it up and I'm like, Barf. "Oh, I can read it. All right, that means it. That goes on facing her. Well, Done." Dick, Dick, here's a better solution that takes no engineering. Why would they have to roll up the condom? Can't they just like scrunch it up into a condom wrapper and just and you take it out and it just flops the direction it's supposed to go? You mean it unrolled? It already you can't unrolled. get it on. Like put a slinky in it. Yeah. No. No. Sure. Oh no, that's not what you're saying. No. Wait, what do you mean? Have it like a sock? Like no. a tube sock? Then you yeah. can't get it on your dick. Why? Uh, because oh, it's yeah, too no. tight. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Oh, your your condom solutions are way worse than mine, buddy. <laughs> Okay, what about, oh, here's the fucking solution. You no, know, no, here's the solution. What? One side, the, one side of the pack is like a brick wall, like yeah. when a Kool-Aid man breaks through, so you just shove your dick through it. <laughs> and the, and the, then, then a Kool-Aid man is on the tip of the condom printed, and it says, oh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. man, never another lost direction. I was going to say something similar, actually. What if they just printed it right on the package? And then just like uh, you know, drew a little, drew a little illustration like a UFO that's like landing on your dick, and, uh-huh. and then you put that on the bottom side. So you rip it, rip up the package, just take it right out, same dimension. You just put it right on your dong. Yeah, also good. Not that's, as good as the Kool Aid Man condom. Maybe I should just call it Kool Aid Man condom. The Kool Aid Man condom. Yeah, that could uh, that could work. All right. Anyway, those are my solutions. Okay, um, good solutions. <laughs> You're the, this is the least enthused I've ever heard you about anything. Anything? This is a revolutionary step in condom design. Well, Dick, I think you're... you're I am so freaking worried of somebody Why doing this. Why are you this. so worried about this? Because it will Wait, who? weaken the structure of the condom, and uh, next thing you know, you got a baby. But uh, who are you worried about doing this? Engineers fucking up. Well, they have to test this shit all the time. They can't have, like... 
condoms breaking left and right that'll ruin their name. Yeah, but yeah, how do you test? Lawsuits. Yeah. Yeah, but how do you test this thing? Because condoms do break all the how time. How do they test it? Yeah. You got a fake squirting dildo and you put a condom on it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Get, I didn't a, think- get a couple whose, like, tubes are tied and have yeah. them tested and then whatever. They got strips for residual jizz. <laughs> I don't know. Well, all right, Dick, you thought of everything. Um, <laughs> my solutions this week were free birth control and legalized prostitution. Uh, minor refrigeration in the Kool-Aid man condom. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Vote of these solutions. Boxes. Temperance? You fucking asshole. Maddox, <laughs> this is Ben Franklin calling in. I'm pretty pissed off because you gave a movie 100 stars out of five. And you're going to talk to people about temperance. Yeah. Yeah. You want more examples of times that you have fucking been hyperbolic, that you have been intemperate? You fuck. <laughs> Dick, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, dickhead. You know how many movies I've given 100 stars out of five? Literally one. That's temperance. That's moderation, dickhead. I don't give every movie 100 out of five stars, do uh, I? That's not temperance. You should have called it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, you know what, Dick? Some people, someone uh, mentioned this, too. Your, your problem with temperance last episode was you were like, oh, if people are temperate too much, then uh, no one will ever experiment to blah, 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 blah. That's how I sound. You said, you said that, uh, that people are always temperate. That's not temperance. Moderation in moderation. Everything in moderation, including moderation. And someone sent that to me in a quote, and I couldn't agree more. Because yeah, without, I hate that quote. Without Fuck moderation, that. No, because without moderation in moderation, that eliminates the possibility that sometimes you take risk, sometimes you take a gamble, and sometimes a good thing can come of that. So everything in moderation, including moderation. Fuck you, Ben Franklin. That's Fuck you in the a, grave. That's such a smug saying. Yeah. Everything in moderation, including moderation. I think I think Dr. Phil might have said that to me. What does that have to do with anything? I'm no Dr. Phil, buddy. I'm Dr. I, Maddox. Why did you call it temperance, though? Like, that has a very religious connotation Yeah, kind of did. I should have called it moderation. I wish I would have called it moderation. You know, I may go back. Maybe I'll just update the, uh, the problem. And then you were talking about, like, forgiving and shit. Yeah, because it has... Temperance uh, does have Fuck religious forgiving. connotations. Because every major religion... And many philosophies in the world have that element of it. I explained it in the last episode, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it's moderation, essentially. Mm. Someone had a problem in the comments. They said that temperance is specifically a word used with connotation in the prohibition. Yes, definitely. It was called the temperance movement. Was it really? Yes. Garbage. Listening to the most recent Solutions episode, and it's, Maddox, you're making me fucking crazy with this business of the corporation stuff. Oh, no. Like, I, I like this idea that if, if a corporation doesn't uh, uh, buy the, a baseball team uniforms, and what is obviously a PR move trying to sell cars, for example, in, uh, of Honda, mm-hmm. that, that somehow right behind them in line to do the job would be uh, just a, not, not a business, just an individual, like Mark Jones. Hey, everybody, it's Mark Jones. For no reason, I'm buying the local baseball team all their jerseys. The only fucking people who benefit, who have something, in, who have some skin in the game, between marketing, advertising, PR, exposure, tax benefits, all that shit, are fucking companies. 
Corporations are just an entity no, so that no. people can have some security and a level of risk in the world. So if God forbid somebody wants to create a job, stick their neck against the world and say, I don't know, man, I think I can build a fucking company. I would love it if I fail that I don't lose my house, my car, and everything else in my life just because I have the audacity to try to make the world a slightly better place by creating some employment in my community. I don't think that's a lot of fucking And remember, all of this shit comes from uh, the, the need for corporate uh, infrastructure it doesn't come from uh, other corporations. It comes from the individual. Okay. The shitty piece of shit individual sues because they fucking pretended to slip and fall <laughs> because of this, because of that, because of all the malicious fucking lawsuits. Uh, That's one of the biggest fucking problems in the universe. Perfect. I mean, he wraps it up and then immediately hangs up. <laughs> well, great. Um, I the, the first of all the thing I didn't like about that phone call was the quality, yeah. right? Uh, and second, he didn't tell you to go fuck yourself at the end because he was too he was too mad at me about the corporation thing. Yeah, you know some of those points aren't lost on me. I get it, but it's dishonest. You don't have to sell your product with an air of dishonesty, with a veneer of altruism. You're not altruistic, fuckhead. And all these people in the comments were like, "Hey, Maddox, uh, everybody knows it's an ad and nobody takes it seriously." Yeah, everybody y- yes. does know it's no, an ad. that's not fucking true. Ads have an effect on people. They have a cumulative effect on people. Because people aren't watching ads critically, are they, fuckheads? Because nobody's listening to me. Nobody thinks critical thinking is the biggest solution in the universe. Go vote it up, people. It'd solve that problem. Ads work for a reason, and it's because people don't watch them critically. Uh They're just watching them tuned out and zoned out. A lot of people, I bet after doing that that Honda ad, Uh if they did market research, they would probably see that people have have a better view of Honda. That's the point. After. That's the entire point of the ad. Well, then it supports my argument doesn't dickhead when people have a better view of honda after their altruistic adjacent advertisement placement oh boy right <laughs> then it's done its work hasn't it yeah well they're being altruistic they're not oh, being what a, altruistic. What, a, what a shame if companies got into a race with each other of who could do the most good right that would oh, be yeah. how awful would that be yeah uh, do you want to plug your twitch stream again yeah, fuck you dick <laughs> i don't give a shit <laughs> I'm, that is that is altruism. That I, I, again, that is philanthropy. I'm doing you guys a favor. I am teaching these suckers every night, watching my stream, oh, how to play God. video games. They're the ones who are benefiting, from, my friend. I'm doing this as a favor. I get no respect. Garbage.